evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right, welcome to Anything Goes without Darren Frost this week. Uh, Darren is away from us um, this week. He is actually is in uh, Cuba. Uh, because he is a communist and uh, he wanted to uh, get away from his, uh, uh, his uh, I guess he wanted to get away from the city, but he's down there with his friend, uh, with his his friends and family. He's down there with his family. He's there with all like his two kids, and he left the little one at home. I think his little. How old? Do you know how old is? I, let me first get this out of the way. I'm in the studio right now with Christina Walkinshaw. Hello, Christine. Hi, everybody. And uh, we're also uh, right beside me is uh, Christine Von Hagen, who's been on the show before, but it's a pleasure to have you back. Well, thank you, Dave. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, actually, and on today's episode, uh, we are doing the intros and outros to our Gilbert Godfrey episode, uh, sandwiched in between uh, the two segments with uh, uh, Christine and Christina. It will be the interview that uh, Darren Frost and I did with Gilbert Godfrey when he was uh, in town working at the uh, Yuck Yucks Club. Uh, Gilbert was nice enough to uh, sit down and talk with us, and uh, we uh, go through it. It's a really fun interview, so uh, look forward to that in the second segment. And um, Christine has uh, just moved back to Toronto. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah, now, that's she is, what she says. That's what that's I what know. She, she is convinced that uh, this is just going to be a temporary stop. And uh, why is this a temporary stop? Is it something that has to do with your visas? or I'm American now. Right. So, and a Canadian mysterious. So, um, yeah, my beautiful bride, who I'm marrying in September, he cannot come join me in America yet. So I have moved to Canada, downtown Canada specifically. Now, now you uh, you really, sh- when I mentioned uh, Darren is in Cuba and I mentioned that he's a communist, you shook your, your head and uh, mildly your fist. And uh, are you against, have you adopted every American uh, political issue? Or are you just, uh, have you have you done that? Pretty you... much. I'm pretty uh, sold. I go to baseball games. I, actually, my fiancé got very upset when he heard me singing along to the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> he was, like, really creeped out. But you haven't uh, you haven't uh, sung the Lee Greenwood, uh, and I'm proud to be an American? I haven't taken it that far. No. I haven't bought a gun yet. Are you, you are, are you... into Toby Keith, and you did forget... The name of Canadian Tire, the store. She couldn't remember the name of Canadian Tire. She's like, let's go to that store, you know, the Canadian room. What's it called again? That big, it's big, it's Canadian, that big store. She forgot it twice. I couldn't remember Canadian Tire. I forgot. I think you're going out of your way. I think you're going out of your way to forget everything Canadian in your uh, transition to becoming more and more American. Do you think you think that's that true? That could happen. I've been in America for a while. You get used to their ways. You are wearing your Mets shirt under that. I'm wearing a Mets shirt right now. Now, what, now uh, do you support the? Uh, do, do you recognize the hypocrisy in them and the Americans not dealing with the uh, Cuba and having the closed borders and stuff like that? Or you... oh, of course. But the whole—I mean, let's just be honest here. The whole world is fucked. Like, don't. Right. It's not like in Canada has its own issues. Like, sure. I mean. Yeah, America has a lot of problems. So does everywhere else. Okay. No, but they have happy hour. So that's yeah, fine. they have happy hour from twelve to seven. All right. Well, I'll admit that Canada does have very, and Toronto especially has very shitty happy hours. Uh, we do not have it. <laughs> we do not have it correct. Finally. Um, 
It had Five to be cents said. for bags? Come on, Canada. Let's well, especially when I'm buying marijuana these days and I have to pay $60 and 5 cents to get my proper <laughs> Ziploc bag from my drug dealer. It's not right. It's now, not uh, right. <laughs> but, but, I mean, do you, uh, do you agree that, I mean, they deal with China all the time, too, and it's a communist country that has a much uh, horrible, much more horrible record uh, with human rights uh, compared to Cuba. Oh, of course. But that Cuba thing started ages ago. I know. And, don't... and it's all going to resolve and it's going to become the new Florida again soon enough. I hope. <laughs> well, there's a part of me that hopes so, but there's a part of me that sort of wants to go down there before it gets uh, uh, invaded by uh, uh, Americans. I know, but it's already invaded by, like, Canadians, British, Germans. But there's still not Americans getting inva- invading the uh, Cuba. No, but... But I'm, I'm just I'm sure I'm I'm just also saying that Canadians can be just as obnoxious as uh, Americans Thank you. and down there and especially Brits too. Oh. Holy shit! And the Germans, come on! I'm sure that Ger- yeah, German. I'm sure it's. Uh, it's- I was just down. You are all these nationalities, Christine. Actually, that's true. I am British, German, American, and Canadian, and they're all gross. I'll be the first to admit it. No, every country has their level of uh, grossness. Yeah, that's true. That we export. But I was just down in Vegas, and the most annoying people were. Canadian. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I heard that uh, that um, actually uh, in Las Vegas they refer to uh, people that don't tip well as Canadians. Probably. But don't, no matter where you're from, what? that like Canadians are, they just refer to people who don't tip very well as Canadians. Especially female Canadians, <laughs> from, from my experience. But now, do what? Uh, now you move back to a place in Toronto and you're living right across the hall from Christina Walkinshaw. I am. <laughs> Not gone to bed before 3 a.m. Now, also, the Toronto complex. Also, Jen Grant is living with you, yes. another very funny uh, Canadian comic. Uh, it is like a fucking sitcom where you all guys are it now. Is isn't it is ridiculous. And like Jen Grant and I were roommates in uh, New York, and Christina and I were briefly yeah, Christine in LA. in LA. She lived in my dining room. I lived in her dining room. She and, did. And we was t- in a constant battle with a cat. Yeah, we transformed a dining room into a bedroom for Von Hagen. Oh, shit. I had a bed. We gave her a reasonable rent. It was fine. But I also had a hutch. <laughs> now, you, now, Christine, you said you had a lot of issues with moving, and you actually referred to moving as uh, worse than AIDS. But only for a week. But only for a week. <laughs> if you could get AIDS for a week... And I think then... AIDS is very serious. It's okay. Nobody with AIDS ever <laughs> listens to this show. Don't worry. No, we are uh, AIDS, AIDS-free listenership. Painting, buying all new stuff. Ugh. But you were making a certain a commitment to staying there when you start painting walls. I have never lived anywhere and painted walls. You didn't see the apartment before I moved in. Well, how <laughs> shitty was it? There was, there was a belt holding up her shower head. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a belt wrapped around like a, a, a doorknob because someone was Michael Hutchison it <laughs> no, before no. you moved in. But the, whoever lived there before me was an animal. Oh, really? Okay. It's disgusting. It was like Trust a, me, I'm not finicky, but it had to happen. And now it looks great and everything's it's over. It, it wasn't a, 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 like a, a sexy death cum belt around. No, around. no, it was <laughs> a dirty, the shower will fall on what's, you. What's the first thing that you look for when you are actually inspecting an apartment? Do you throw open the uh, like cupboard doors for cockroaches and No, things? the first thing I look for is how close I would be to Christina Walkinshaw. Yes, that is an excellent thing to look for in an apartment. I'm a very fun neighbor. Because I got the apartment sight unseen. Really? So I just rolled the dice. Yes. And, and how many bedrooms is it? One bedroom. Okay, that's all you need. That's all you need. And, yeah. and so, and you didn't, you had no prior inspection to this place at all? Well, no, you'd seen my apartment before. Yeah, so like, I should have taken that as a warning. No, no. <laughs> Christina, my apartment is disgusting, but I made it that way. That's, yeah. That's it just name. needed a lot of work, but it's over now. I've shaken the AIDS. And I'm back. <laughs> 
I'm in full effect. Everything's painted. You're getting your shit together. I'm getting my shit together. And your bride is the best because your bride makes pizza from scratch all the time. So he's has some deluxe snacks. I like to refer to him as my butler now. Yes, he does. Why does he make pizzas from scratch? Why is he putting all those pizza makers out of work? It's a weird (laughs) Italian thing. Is it? They're from the earth. I love it. It's the best pizza ever. I I really like his thin crust. He has a thin crust, a thick crust. It's really good stuff. Different toppings. Well, I'm glad that size matters when in the crust department. Size always matters. Uh, now, uh, Christine and I were just in uh, in the lovely uh, uh, Whitby, Ontario last night to do a gig Whitby. at a bar. Jimmy O'Toole's in I, Whitby. And a shout out because they were very nice. Thank you for all the Mill Street organic I got paid in. I actually really like getting paid that way. Well, and have, I got free cheese sticks. We'll have to get a beer sponsor and then we can thank those more often. But now, yes. one thing, when we got into the place, it had right in front of the stage, it was all couches, which I'm not, I do not approve of people that sit in couches for comedy shows it's too fucking laid back and people aren't alert people need to be sort of uh, semi uncomfortable and uh, to uh, really enjoy and focus on I think in a if show if you're there people are semi uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> couches are not so just my presence in the yes. room makes yeah. people uncomfortable I'm yes. edgy yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I just realized today? That when an uh, event is uh, uh, advertised as all ages, it's not referring to people of my age. You, so you know when they say younger or older? No, no. You know when they say, "Oh, hey, this is an all ages event." It's it's that that's uh, they're trying to get people who are uh, under uh, the legal drinking age to come, rather than people like me who are way above the legal drinking <laughs> age to come. And should be kept away from people under the drinking under age. the drinking age. Yes, correct. <laughs> Now I uh what did you did you enjoy your I thought our the the show was okay last I had fun, night yeah I think that they were kind of burnt out uh by the, like one of the guys that was that he brought like like two tables worth of people and I was later asked uh, by one of the other comics that was on the show he Facebooked me and asked me if I had any tips for up and coming comics and I would always say do not invite your fucking friends don't you think that's true. Well, yeah, I think it is true. I mean, I th- how was this this guy's first set? Or? Well, he just started. He was brand new. He'll get over that, though. Yeah, I if feel you like go through that phase. No, no, I think you're right about that. Like, I feel like when I first started doing comedy, I would always bring my friends. Um, and now, like, then after a while, you just want an honest response, and you don't want your friends in the crowd because you really want to see what real people think of your act. You know what I mean? And not just laughing because they're your friends and they love you or whatever. Well, exactly. I mean, the, the, the role, the, the... Not that I'm saying that's what that guy did. Or well, I mean, but anybody can anybody can be f- funny with their friends, you know, like around a water cooler or a picnic table. But the the idea is to be a stand-up comic, you have to be funny to strangers. It's true. It's Dave like... kills around picnic tables. That's <laughs> really good. <laughs> I've seen him work I just, on Toronto Island. It's usually more for, like, to, for, to clear a picnic table. If you, if you want to picnic table uh, emptied out I'll just walk up to one and I'll start doing my act and eventually just they just realize oh this guy's not going to leave we should just find another place to eat with our kids but it's just that you have to be funny to strangers that's that's the whole appeal to it well, right that's the skill funny of a comedian with their friends i mean right. that's the whole problem with comedy where everyone thinks they can do it everyone not everyone thinks they could be an nba player or a prima ballerina but everyone thinks they're funny right and it's taking it to that next level of i'm going to go into a room perhaps with a comfortable seating and make strangers laugh. And right, that's exactly. The difference, yeah. And most of the time they don't have any idea who who you are when you get up on stage. Well, well they okay, all right. Go roll with that. Roll with your uh, I, oh, everyone knows who the fuck I am. Go for it, Christine. No, no, go ahead, Dave. Go okay. Ahead. All right. <laughs> But most of, but like it's it's just that instant relationship. You've never met these people before, and this is the only interaction that they're gonna they're gonna listen to you, and 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 they're gonna enjoy you as a, as a stranger who's telling jokes. 
and save your friends for contests and showcases and, and when you really need to impress the crowd. And mm-hmm. at Jimmy O'Toole's, you know, just work on your jokes, not impressing, you know, Jimmy O'Toole. But I was excited that guy brought all those friends because then we had a crowd. Right. I know. Yeah. No, it, it did make so. the show better because uh, it, it brought out a crowd. Yeah. Now, um, one thing one thing I wanted to get to, uh, I know the last show I complained about how I think the day that we recorded the show, a, a girl um, that afternoon told me how she realized that we would not be compatible right. the at, in a relationship. No, not the not the gay one. Dave's been turned one. down a lot this month, so I'm just trying to keep them all straight. Right. Well, uh, so she realized that we probably would not be compatible as a couple. Now, afterwards, uh, I thought to myself, well, she's probably correct because I had to uh, defend one of my Facebook statuses on International Women's Day where I said sometimes I get turned on by watching uh, the TV show Scared Straight from Prison uh, on A&E with all the the teenage girls on it. I had to defend that and... um, because uh, she was like, mm, dislike and big frown face. And I just realized that, well, I shouldn't. A relationship built on me defending my jokes and my sense of humor is not going to go very far, correct? It's not going to go very far at all. You'll be constantly defending your jokes. And also, I realize there's certain friends that I'm not going to be able to introduce her to. Like, uh, probably Darren Frost, the other guy that hosts the show. <laughs> I would have a hard. I'd, do you have friends that when you introduce them to other people, you have to make a big excuse for? Like, Listen, I'm about to introduce you to someone, and... Well, we could... Okay, first of all, I like everybody, and Christina always makes fun of me because she says that my gauge of character isn't necessarily <laughs> to no, be taken seriously. No, like, so-and-so's great, and then they'll be, like, a complete lunatic. Right. <laughs> so we have this whole act out, because she'll be like, so-and-so's nice, and I'll be like, oh, my God, Hitler was so funny at the party. Like, she has no concept. She doesn't dislike anyone. I know, I do like everybody. I get along with everybody. So oh, that's, that's weird. That's... See, well, I'm a psychopath. I think that's true. I think you're a sociopath. That so you can't... I, I would put, so basically, I would bring anybody around and invite anybody to anybody. I would just invite everybody, or, it, uh, but yeah, introduce people to you each You don't other. have any friends that are sort of like, listen, this is this might not go very well when I introduce you to my <laughs> well, friend, but. <laughs> no. Yeah, sometimes. I've gone on, like, weekends, like, away doing comedy and had normal friends come. Okay. All right. We're, yeah. <laughs> Christina's making uh, gestures to a friend of ours that lives in Los Angeles <laughs> that I won't go into details about. That like when people are crazy on Facebook too. That's not even off to a oh, good yeah. start. Yeah. But I think just sometimes it, like your normal friends who you went to high school with, introducing them to comics can be frightening. Yeah. No, I just knew, you have to explain a lot. Yeah. No, I just knew that uh, uh, if her and I were to pursue a relationship, that I'd have to be making up for a lot of my friends of just like, hey, listen, I'm sorry about how Boyd acted over there. Uh, just, he's not usually like that. But. Just ignore his rape song. He doesn't mean it. Everything's yeah. fine. It's a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. Uh, well, we have to go, and uh, when we come back, uh, it is going to be Darren and Frost and I in the studio with Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, it oh, is a, uh, a very, very funny uh, interview, and uh, we uh, um, stay tuned for the last questions uh, where I uh, ask him if he would uh, a fuck a very awkward uh, American celebrity. All right, uh, we will be uh, right back with our interview with Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, this is Anything Goes Without Darren Frost this week. Check it out. Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Thank you.
putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay, we're back from the break, and joining us in studio, uh, comedian Gilbert Gottfried is here. Finally, Gilbert, how are you doing? Ah, yes, and this is Anything Goes. This is Anything Goes. The show that is... uh, for and about Cole Porter's songs. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It's, uh, anything to do with Cole Porter. On XM Radio, uh, yeah, this you, is your source. You, you know, speaking of the song, Anything Goes. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in the commercials for Malcolm X or X, whatever that was called, right. they, they have this thing that Malcolm X got famous for, saying that, uh, you know, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. That is in the opening verse of the song Anything Goes. Is it really? Yeah. They said, yeah, instead of landing on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock will land on us. That's the opening verse of Anything Goes. If you could find a copy of it, I will. Yeah. And now we know Malcolm X was a hack. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely a hack songwriter. That was also like they did they use that for like a minute rice commercial too. Wasn't that like a I remember that they did like an anything or was it a minute rice or a rice aroni commercial? Yeah. The there song. was a uh, an anything goes sort of uh Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well if, you, if Malcolm X eats any kind of rice, it's minute rice. He's yeah. got a lot of time. It, I... it, 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 he wouldn't even be true to his uh he wouldn't even go yeah. with the Uncle Ben's. He wouldn't I gotta get to this to... Black Panther realm. <laughs> I gotta eat my, my rice quick. He wouldn't even Shit. be loyal to Uncle Ben? Okay. That's I don't right. know. Yeah, Uncle Ben, no way. Um, so, uh, very interesting, 1970, you started stand-up comedy, right? Uh, yeah, or maybe even before, maybe like 40 60, years. Not, yeah. Ah. I'm 20 years in and I feel old. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's years. horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> where, yeah. where do you find, one, I don't know if you saw the documentary, I Am Comic, um, it's a documentary about comics and stuff like that, but the one part I found very interesting is they talk to comics that have been in it for a long time and the reasons that they stay in it and some of them the reasons they got out of it, which was very interesting to me. Uh, and I just wanted to ask you, I mean, at any time has there been a moment where you're like, maybe stand-up isn't really hot right now for me and you put it on the back burner or has there always done stand-up all the every, way through? Every minute of the day, right. uh, especially right before I walk out on stage. I, I'm thinking, I can't do this. Right. Yeah, there's no way I could get through an entire set right. now. I, I, I still I have those moments, too, where I like, I'll like i look out in the audience and there's almost a part of me that's sort of like, you're like, what are you, what are you doing here? Would you... What do you? What did you come? It just. It does seem weird to me that people come. Oh, yes. And 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 want to like. And I'm. I'm supposed to do what? I'm supposed to make you laugh. That's. It just seems so foreign sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, a lot of times I'm on stage and that that will hit me a lot. Where I'll go. Oh, this whole thing makes no sense at all. I'm like saying some dumb stuff on stage. <laughs> I'm standing here and people are looking at me yeah. and it's the whole thing makes no sense at all. Now, because of a lot of your other work outside of stand-up, you obviously attract certain kinds of crowds to your stand-up show. People that know you for what you do, some of your controversial stuff, but then other people know you from your other credits and they come to your show. How is that for you when you're about to step out on stage, knowing that there are people there that think you might do the bird for, like, the parrot for 20 minutes, you know? Well, one of my favorite things is one time I was on stage and, and I was talking, like, dirty, and it's like some guy yelled out, Hey, I've got my three-year-old daughter with me. <laughs> right. 
and and I said, well, so so you often bring your three year old daughter to a place that serves alcohol. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's you're showing you're a good parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And depending depending what state you're in, you don't know how old you have to wait before you can do something to that kid. <laughs> yeah. That's how I look at it. I figure, why wait? Exactly. Yeah. No, life no is too soon. life is too short. Yeah, there's no too soon. <laughs> is there is there like a, a most annoying question that gets asked to you that you just you roll your eyes at? And is there like a like a sort of like an internal script that you have? Like if someone, like, what's the most annoying question that he has asked you that you're just oh man, this one again? I get a lot of questions. I mean, I'm I'm sort of like it depends. Sometimes I can't think of any offhand, but I know there's a lot where I'm just like, well, when that whole uh, tsunami contra Twitter right, yeah. gate right. happened, and I was on all these news shows and talk shows yeah. and. And people are talking like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to the public. Right. It's like, how will our country survive your tweets? Yeah. And and it's like to me, I was sitting there going, Are are you kidding? Right. This this is a comic making dumb tweets. That's what it is. You laugh or you don't laugh. Well, there's, there's probably whatever, like, yeah, well, I mean, like, did you actually have to, like, sit in a studio and there were, like, satellites uh, and you had to, like, were you getting, like, beamed out to other small towns? Oh, or... oh, yeah, I would do those, like, those radio tours, uh, local TV shows, radio. And, and this is the thing that I always love. Every, like, the news media has to act like they everything affects them personally. Right, yeah. They feel yes. every story. Yes. And so what I what I love about the news media is when they'll do a thing like uh coming up next, a family dies in a fire. And can monkeys roller skate? <laughs> and it's like yeah. They feel it all. You know? Well, I, I just thought what well, what's funny is that like probably every one of those like towns or cities that you were like being interviewed in uh there probably was like some kid trapped in a well yet your jokes didn't hurt anybody physically in any way but there's probably someone getting shot and someone getting stabbed and a kid trapped down in a well in that same town and you're sort of like why are you interviewing me about this oh yes yes yeah. that that was happening constantly and the people interviewing me were using my controversy as a way to get asses in the seats. Of course, yeah. So, but they don't see anything wrong with that. But we, we live in a different generation now. I mean, when the when the original tsunami happened, there was actual an event where they they added five thousand more body counts to the total. And that same day, Brad and Jennifer split up, and that was the news on the front page. Yes, yeah. That Brad and Jennifer aren't going to be friends anymore. And the second page was five thousand more people died, and I had a bit I got into trouble for. It's like I wonder how. How many friends died in that tsunami, you know? Oh, yeah. How many desperate <laughs> housewives, you know, were looking on Survivor? And yeah. that's, I don't, we don't, we just live in that world that that's more of an important story than, than that. Because I always thought, had the tsunami hit when uh, Kim Kardashian was having a divorce, right. you would have never have heard of the right. tsunami. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, the one thing I, I, is very interesting to me as well is because the reason I brought you up 40 years is not to make you sound dated, but you started in a different time. And what I wanted to ask you in specific with that is you didn't have Twitter back then. You didn't have all these ways of getting everything you say 24 hours a day out to millions of people. So if you said something that might have been crossing someone's line, it stayed in that comedy club in the 70s and the 80s and mostly the 90s. But now we live in a world you say one thing, boom, you have to pay the price on that one thing. And would you have... Like to start, like, what's do you think you could have started doing stand up comedy now versus back then because it, of that it, world? It kind of feels like now I would have been in trouble with the first show I did right, and then right. never been able to take myself out. Right. It It's so well, it's kind of like with Michael Richards. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like that's something that. Would have happened that night. The comics would have laughed about it for a couple of nights afterwards. Right. And that would have been it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but then that became news oh, all over hunt, the world. Witch, like a witch hunt, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was like so many. Well, I, I remember, too, it's like uh, there was the Whoopi Goldberg roast. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. Ted Danson went up in blackface. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was kind of funny. I yeah. Just, <laughs> and, and and if you have and if you're a comic and you have any criticism of it, it's that it didn't go far enough. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And it's like then there, that was a big outrage. And you go, well, well, wait, wait, wait a second. Do they know what a roast is? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, I, I've i gotten to a lot of controversy in Canada, and I find in Canada versus America it's very different. I mean, I've had, I used to do a bit, and I don't do it anymore, the day after uh, someone got beheaded on a Winnipeg bus in Canada. It was a big, big story, and I did material on it, and six newspapers across Canada called me evil, I'm the devil, I had death threats, all these things based on this material, which was in the same vein of what you did with the, the Japan tsunami yeah. and the, the, melt, the meltdown, all that stuff. But in Canada, I think, unless you're American, and yeah. that's why I'm asking yes. you, in Canada we kind of get worried about controversy, where in America it seems to be more celebrated. Oh, they, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I certainly went through, the, like, the attack. Well, and, and that's also, they have to attack you to show, if it's the media, right. to show where this is. Well, well, it, it's it's kind of like on these shows where they'll, bring out like a woman who has two heads yeah, yeah. and and she the, sings in stereo oh yeah. yes yeah exactly <laughs> and and she could do a great who's on first base <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. i recently got a baseball team yes <laughs> and and it's like it's like those shows where they have a woman with two heads or someone with no arms or legs they're freak shows of course yeah but Nowadays, you don't go, here, pay your 10 cents and look at this horrible freak of nature. Right. The person, God, uh, you know, God's mistake we right. could look at. Now they go, look at this courageous individual. Yeah. But you're selling a freak well, show. Yeah. 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 Fox News is the carnival barker now. And right. it's like, so with, with me, it was like, you know, you know acting shocked. Because you don't want to say, hey, this sounds like something we could, you know, put asses in the seats once again. Yeah, it's so it's so funny. And uh, that when I mean, when you mentioned the Michael Richards thing, it's sort of like as a comic, I've I've actually been in situations where I, I'm not necessarily defending Michael Richards, but I'm I'm also I'm I'm just defending comedians in a sense that like, I mean, he tried to do something that was funny that night, but now he's labeled a racist 
which, you know, back if he hadn't gotten recorded that night, you're right. There was a bunch of comics who would have been said, oh, man, Michael Richards tried to be funny one night and it wasn't. Yeah. But now he's like a racist forever. Oh, yes. And it's just it's one of those things that people never want to give comedians that um, exit door of uh, he tried something funny and it wasn't. You're immediately like like uh, um, yeah. You're immediately labeled Shunned. racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now he'll have to answer for that. Right. Yeah. When the whole time he just tried to do something funny and it wasn't because he was trying to put that little Lenny Bruce spin on it at the end where he was like, oh, those controversial words. Oh yeah. And, and you could kind of tell what. Oh, he's tr- he's he's really trying to go that route of things that we can can't say anymore. But all we saw was him just screaming, you know, the word nigger over and over again. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, well, I love there, too. It's like, you can't use that word. You have to say the N-word. Yeah. Right. And there are Be- a lot of N-words out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian. Yeah. Nachos. Anything. And it's like, so if you use the term the N-word or the C-word or the F-word, no one knows what word right. you're using. Right. Well, and, and, and quite frankly, that I think women will get just as pissed off uh, if you use the word cute, which oh, is also yes. a C word, yes. or if you use the word crazy, which is <laughs> yeah. also another C word, let alone cunt. I know a lot more women that will admit to being cunts over cute and crazy. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, it's just, it's just uh, ridiculous sometimes. And I always think when they do those things, like just use the initial first, right. and I think, well, if you actually don't know those words, then saying that, the, you know, F word, N word, C word, you're not going to understand. And if you do know those words, you're saying it in your mind when right. someone well, says yeah, of course. it. Of so course you are. How, what are you doing? Who it's, are you protecting? It's no different than, you know, like the jokes that you have gotten in trouble for, people made at water coolers the next day. It says you were, uh, you know, I don't say the one to have balls, but just to go on stage and say them. That's the difference, or on Twitter and say them. A lot of those types of things are said at water coolers after t- tragedies because that's how people deal with tragedies is through comedy. Yeah. And it, it's it's like, you know, and it was water coolers or going mass emails, yeah. everyone's cracking jokes sure. like that. And but everyone also I think people love being offended. Oh, Some people love so much that time. superiority. Yes. Right. I'm offended by I have that. a black midget friend and that oh. black midget <laughs> joke if he was here right now, he would wipe his face out. Yeah, but I lost him in a tsunami. Yeah, so, on nine eleven, which yes, you don't, it was a different nine eleven. And he he was dying of AIDS at the time anyway, so yeah. it was yeah, fuck so that it was a blessing. Yeah, and he, didn't because... even, he didn't even get to read the last Twilight book, so he's royally fucked. He had breast cancer and AIDS <laughs> when the tsunami hit, Whoa. and he was eating Norwegian nachos at the yeah. time. The yeah. two N words, so double N words. Yeah. Is there, is there actually? I, I want to ask you because uh, is there anything that actually offends Gilbert Godfrey? Uh yeah. It, it's like, well, you know, this, this is funny. I'll, I'll, I'll also, I'll get offended by certain things, but not others. And, and it's like, I remember when they were talking about Mel Gibson and all right. the trouble. Yeah. So they said, you know, he attacked the Jews. He wants to kill his wife and bury her in the rose garden. Yeah. And after all that was described, I went, what did he say about the Jews? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. so you pick out. Yeah. What you want to be offended at, of course. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I figure, 
if you make a joke about AIDS or the tsunami, you'll you'll be attacked. You'll be oh, yeah. uh, lynched. But if you go out on stage or on TV or at a party and you wear a little ribbon or flag on your lapel yeah. and point to it, then people go, oh. This guy's oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. He's, ag- he's against cancer, not the common making fun yes, of cancer. That yes. guy's for cancer. Yes. That one, that short guy, he, he's for AIDS. Yeah, that other guy, he was always promoting cancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, what if Mel Gibson had said all that stuff while doing a guest set at the improv on a Saturday? Oh, well, oh. Would, I, mean, I think all the comics Fair in game. the back would be, hell, that's, oh, man, Mel. Yeah. You... <laughs> Fair game. There. Now, before you were Gilbert Gottfried, the entity where everyone kind of knows who you are and you're on your way up, we have a segment on our show called Defending Your Act. And was there ever a time that you had to defend your act to either a club booker or even an audience member that didn't understand what you were really trying to say? Um, we always find that someone has always got a story about someone misconstruing something or not really listening. And a lot of times it happens with club bookers and you have to defend yourself. Yeah, I mean, me, it happened more times defending myself to the media right and it happened in clubs although even on, even on your way up like when you're on oh, your way yeah. up yeah although to me i the one story i always remember i got booked to open for belinda carlisle oh wow. summer rain I yeah, know belinda yeah, carlisle. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and that that i talk about in my book rubber bowls and liquor yeah yes. At, you could get on gilbertgottfried.com we were gonna we were and, gonna talk about the book afterwards. yeah, yeah keep going. okay yep. but at any rate I got booked to open for her, and they they warned me ahead of time. They said, uh, uh, now there's a lot of little girls and their mothers in the audience, so you got to keep it as as clean as you possibly can. And And I went up there, and who knows what goes through my head. So I tried to work clean for about uh, three minutes. Yeah. Nothing was working. And then I did, like, every cunt and blowjob joke <laughs> I could think Great. of. And then, of course, I got my agent calling afterwards with the classic showbiz line. And that starts off with, well, first of all, I want you to know everyone there loves you. <laughs> that means one. you're fired. You're fired, yeah, yeah of course. Everyone lo- yeah. Hearing everyone loves you is like going on a date with a girl and having her say, look, I think you are a great guy. Oh, and then it's like, all right, time yeah. to go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure there are great after parties at the Belinda Carlisle uh, concerts with the moms and the little girls. So oh, yes. Eating cake, <laughs> eating cake, talking about Madonna is too Bo- racy for us. Yes, balloon animals. <laughs> So let's talk about your book. People can get it at your website. My book is Rubber Bolts and Liquor. My DVD is Dirt, uh, Gilbert Gottfried Dirty Jokes. Yep. My website's gilbertgottfried.com. Okay. Uh, my Twitter is at Real Gilbert. Okay, great. And um, Let's just talk for a few minutes about the book. What is the book so people know? What, it's just a collection of your thoughts? Or? Uh, yeah. And so it, it it just shows the book is out there to prove that anybody can write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Not everybody. That you don't need an education right, to write a right. book. And is, is the Belinda Carlisle story in there? Uh, that's in there. Okay, yeah, great. there's a few stories. Okay, good. Yeah, you've, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Law & Order, and I have to admit that uh, – actually, I was going to ask – how come Richard Belzer hasn't gotten you on Law & Order? But you've done two episodes. I've, I've done two episodes. Uh, first time I did Law and & Order, and I don't know if I'll ever be back. I mean, it was just <laughs> the two. 
But first time I, I was on Law and Order, I went on as a comic. I was so I started improvising and joking and just playing to the back uh, row and everything. And afterwards, uh, after the first take, the director walks over to me and he goes, "Um, could you pull it back just a little <laughs> bit because uh, this scene is about a dead little boy." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you were the victim or uh, the special victim or the predator. And and the second episode I did, I saw this pretty girl there who I knew was like an actress on the show. She was going to be in that episode. And I went over to her and I said, so are you a dead body? And she she smiled at me and went like very perky. She goes, no, I'm right. But I live. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask if you would if you would fuck Nancy Grace. I, and I'm saying this just because I, I'm only asking that because I want the chance to answer the question if I would fuck Nancy Grace. But would you fuck Nancy Grace if it was for a good cause? Well, for yes, if for, it was for charity, for AIDS research. If if it was for a really good cause, okay, all right. Then right. I would I would have to. I would I would do it no matter what the charity. And then what, your other really quick question I'd like to you about the top comics 100. He was uh, number 59. You were in the right? 59 for Comedy Central, and did you ever wanted to be 69? Uh, oh brand, yes. Right? Yeah, you're hoping for ten more young comics to move up and you to move down, or someone die and move up. Well, Gilbert, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Cheers. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Sometimes joy is a four-letter word. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we're back. And uh, once again, this is Anything Goes without Darren Frost this week. But I am in the studio uh, with uh, Christine Von Hagen. Hello, Christine again. Hello, Dave again. And uh, and Christina Walkinshaw is also right beside Christine. Hot diggity. Hot diggity. Uh, that was, uh, we're coming out of the Gilbert Godfrey interview. And uh, I, did, I threw him for a bit of a curve when I asked him if he would have uh, sex with Nancy Grace. Um, I don't think he was expecting that. And uh, you, and, well, not Nobody's like anyone. Nobody's expecting that question. Would you fuck Nancy Grace? Yes. Please I, ask it at the end of my next Do you think interview. I would? Yes, I know you would. <laughs> okay. That's not even, that's why, that's what is on your mind. That's what the problem with the Did whole Did you see thing her is. when she was on Dancing with the Stars? Did you see her uh, have a wardrobe malfunction? How many times have you thought about it since you saw it? Uh, it's it's on a constant loop in my head. Oh, gross. She looks so happy, like prancing over to whoever, Tom Bergeron, whoever the host was. And this sort of, uh, and her and her dark nipple was uh, crust, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, getting exposed <laughs> oh out, of her, out of her He's dress. He's moving his hand she, yeah. in a really well, I'm, gross way. Well, no, like I'm trying to, like. Reach out and touch it. Well, correct. Well, would you have sex with Nancy Christ? Oh, in a second, twice. Does I doesn't even need to be for charity? Like I, I put that clause into the uh, Gilbert Godfrey one. Uh, quite, that's what I said finally because uh, he was stumped and he was like, uh, "I, uh, what are you talking about?" And I said, "What if it was for a good cause for charity?" And I don't even need to do it for charity. Is there a lot of charities that you have to have sex with creepy celebrities? <laughs> no, Can I don't we know. Get involved in these charities? I don't know. <laughs> Who I was going to ask, who's someone disgusting that, that you are unattracted to, but you would have sex with for charity? For charity? Like, what kind of charity? Uh, the charity <laughs> of your choice. 
but I mean, it would be, I mean, if I'm going to answer now, it's going to be someone gross I'd have sex with probably anyway. Okay. Like, of course, Mick Jagger comes to mind immediately. Is he still sexy to you? He's still Mick Jagger. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if I saw him in person, it would be quite horrific. But for charity, okay. I would follow through. And uh, it's Mick Jagger. It's a good story. Oh, okay. Now I'm trying to think. Of who's a really old dude that, uh, that uh, is Paul Newman still alive? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I hope you wouldn't have sex with him now if he's now, dead. But as is. Um, but uh, well, we, we remember we met uh, we met the Rolling Stones. We got backstage to uh, see them at that uh, concert we won tickets for. Yes, I was just I just told that story the other day actually. And uh, do you embellish that story? Do you make it larger than, or do you stay, stay truthful to, to the story? It's hard to be. We backstage passes to meet the Rolling Stones. The in day Front of Rose Center. Right. The I day mean, of. It's hard yeah. to, yeah. It was we saw the Rolling Stones in LA. in LA at Dodger Stadium years ago. I feel like if you're good friends with Christine Von Hagen, you've seen the Rolling Stones with her. It's true. I think that's how should, you know you've made it. Should they still go on tour again? I there must be one more tour. Except I have a theory that something's wrong because they were supposed to do one in 2012. It's not happening yet. What's going on? Would the something wrong be that they're very old? No, <laughs> I mean Mick Jagger just played that weird. Uh, President Obama thing. I don't know exactly what it was, but he did some... Like, oh, you are a proud American, that President Obama thing. Well, I don't Obama know. It was thing. some weird thing okay. event at the White House. So, I mean, he's fine. So, But where's Keith? What's he up to? Although they did a thing with him on a plane, so... Something's afoot. Ronnie or Charlie is sick, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Which well, I don't want it to be, because they were promising 2012, last tour. Where is it? And you're still going to go and see them? Oh, my God. I will go to at least four concerts. Really? Okay. All right. Would, I'm still uh, on board. Would you not go see them? Uh, I would. You know what? I don't know if I would go and see them again, just because I've seen them so many times. How many times I, have I, you seen them again? Uh, Twelve. Twelve times? Uh, I'm probably close to that, but I probably if if someone was waving tickets in front of my face, I would definitely go. But you wouldn't pay? Uh, no, I I would probably pay as well. But <laughs> I would probably I can't. It's hard for me to think of a concert that I would not go to for free. Right, but I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. You would pay to go see the Stones. Don't play coy. Now, uh, you are going to be uh, getting uh, married. You're going to be getting hitched in uh, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada yes. soon, aren't you? Is I That's am. happening in September. September. Uh, now, I I was recently told never to go to a all-inclusive resort that has uh, free uh, liquor all the time because I have a tendency of blacking out. I think it is for the best. I think it is for the best because at a certain point, my brain just says to me, you don't want to remember any of this shit anyways. So um, I, I, I just, I black out. Why, what's, the, what's the point in remembering stuff that you don't, uh, are not going to enjoy remembering later so on? So is that what's going to happen at your wedding? We're all going to get so hammered that we all black out? Or I'm good. I hit a wall and I know when to stop drinking. Oh, I don't. I know. I do too. Although my mother, because when I'm getting ready pre-wedding, we're going to have this weird sweet and I'm going to have some booze there. And then my mother's like, am I going to have to come up and tell you girls to stop drinking? And I'm like, probably. Oh, your parents are going to be there? Oh, my God, yeah. I it's guess, yeah. Wedding. Weddings are the things <laughs> that parents on, usually go to. Dave Sorry. doesn't understand weddings. No, my parents don't even know that I'm doing comedy anymore. That's just a horrible phase that I'm going through. Uh, now, what, uh, it, what would be warnings that you would give to someone if they're going to Las Vegas? Um, gambling. I mean, I just spent six weeks in Las Vegas, which is too long and too insane. And I was going there to sort of cleanse. Because that's where you go to cleanse. Yeah, it made no sense. Free (laughs) drinks. All I gambled a ton, like a ton of money. Free drinks constantly. For me, it's like no condoms in Thailand is my idea of uh, gambling. But what now? I, I don't... Is there a is there a like a a, a, a casino gambling 
What's the easiest gam- form of gambling to get into other than slot machines? Well, I mean, yes, slot machines would be the easiest. I say roulette because you just put chips on a number and either it comes up or not. But I'm more of a three card. Now, is there is there a strategy in roulette? Just luck, really. Like some people have like play lower numbers, play higher numbers, play their favorite numbers. There's no real strategy. But it's just a ball, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't mean that. And isn't it's just fun? It's, it's more. It's just. It's just a ball. <laughs> <laughs> just but I'm a just. Blast, you guys. <laughs> You're losing money. That's your kid's college fund. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, but then when it does hit, it'll it come back pays to you. Thirty-five to one. So really? It's like, uh. If you put a few chips on one hit, you're getting a hundred dollars back plus extra chips. Like now, how hard is it to get marijuana in Las Vegas? Uh, well, when I was there, Howard. Do- oh, I should say that. Uh, I know people, <laughs> but people, yeah, L.A. People from L.A. have it. Okay. Now, someone told me that there's a very harsh punishment <laughs> if you are caught with marijuana in Las Vegas, as to b- being caught with like uh, cocaine or speed or any like drugs that are going to like more fuel your uh, desire to spend money and not eat and just be more focused in on gambling. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know California is pretty loose with their rules, but well, I don't know. I was. I'm a. I'm a non-drug user. I'm a heavy drinker. That's. But when yes. did you become a non-drug user? It's true. <laughs> what, what when we entered the studio today? <laughs> no, in Las Vegas. Okay. On my weird cleanse, which was just gambling and drinking. <laughs> uh, now, because it's because if you think about it, it's like what what does marijuana do? I mean, you're gonna want to sort of wander around aimlessly and staring at all the pretty lights and hotels, and you know, think about oh my god, how much money did they spend on that thing? And oh man, I'm high on pot. Let's go to a a, a buffet somewhere, or and you're not gonna probably be gambling. Or are they going to be more lenient towards something like uh, like cocaine and, and crystal meth and things where you're just going to be like, yeah, let's spend and not eat and and we'll just stay at this table and we'll lose and win money and yay. I don't know how many people are doing crystal meth. And <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think cocaine and Vegas do go together, but crystal meth might be a bit weird. <laughs> not, I, probably not meth much, dope. but you said, oh, I was going to spend all this money on my teeth, and now I got meth with me, and <laughs> fuck my teeth, and who cares, and let's just spend it on, I don't know, I, I got a very twisted idea. So you've Las never Vegas. been to Vegas? No, I haven't either. I have never been to Las Vegas. God, are you going to come to my wedding? I think, well, there's a, a certain person that owes me a huge chunk of money, and, um, and uh, when if I get that, I, I, I got to just get some enough bread for me to feel confident about going down. How many days should I put aside to go to your wedding? I'd say four or five. Yeah, leave on a Monday, Tuesday pre-party, Wednesday wedding, Thursday post-party, go home Friday, or stay for the whole weekend. But really, four four or five days is enough of Vegas. And you are you going to have like events planned during the day for people to get involved with? Not really the day. Like the night before, we're gonna have a in suite reception. Right, which is gonna be fun. And then the then it's wedding dinner reception. Then the next night, we're just gonna meet up at a bar and hang out. Okay. Now, who, now is it? If I decide to go, is it me plus one, or is it just? Are it's you pretty doing much that? just you, unless you're bringing somebody else who's already invited. <laughs> no, uh, I I have not looked in. I don't know your list. I don't know who's going to your thing. Well, you'll doubt, you'll know pretty much everybody. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's we're off to a good start. Yeah. Or a whole bunch of comedians in Las Vegas. This is what could go be wrong. I know, epic. and then weird Italians, and then weird Scottish Mormons. It's it, be... Oh, and your brother will be there, right? And my brother. Oh, oh, easy. Hands off. Hands off. <laughs> we'll are, see about that. Christina, are you going to try to rape a? Uh, uh, Christine's brother? No, but if he wants to rape me, I mean, I'll be around. You support um, that? Okay. <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> just I've kidding. Had, like, I hope he's three or four friends are. Oh, your brother's going. Does he have a girlfriend? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, seriously? Has that happened? Have Von Hagen has a really cool brother. He's very. He's charming. He's nice. Although I did not hit on him as much as Michelle did. To be fair. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to use last names here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, our friend. <laughs> she's charming. She's because she is wringing her hands right now. Oh, creepy. That is the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. They're going to clammy. No, they you're, you're, you're beer in them. Otherwise, you're, you're, they don't know what to do. Yeah, no, you're rubbing your hands together like a like a like a, like a, like a cartoon villain that's going to like tie someone to some railroad tracks, or you're going to get to the deed to the ranch. I'm going to die. No, uh, I I don't have anyone uh, that I'm bringing down to your wedding. Wedding. Um, but uh, I'm sure I'll get turned down a number of times. I'm going <laughs> down to uh, I'm going to a thing this weekend because as a, as a single guy, I finally uh, sign myself up to go to some singles weekend. Where's the fucking paper that that was written on? Uh, okay, it is the of course it is the very cliche meat market adventures. And I think this is a around the world thing because it's a it's not a around Canadian. I've never done that particular one, but I definitely went speed dating once, and I'm. No offense to you, Dave, but it was quite the giant group of losers. Oh, well, <laughs> there's going to be one more at the meat market adventure. I feel so, I've, I'm very weirded out going to this thing. I, I don't know what to expect. Well, how did you even hear about it in the first place? Okay, well, what happens is at the uh, the, the Yuck Yucks Club in Toronto, uh, a lot of times these uh, meat market people will come down to watch a show. And uh, they'll take a, they'll buy they'll buy half the club, and they're they're always a good crowd. You know, they love their sucky fucky jokes and stuff, and uh, they're 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 always a good group. And uh, and I always knew about them, but uh, I heard when I saw that uh, that St. Patrick's Day is coming up. We are record we normally re- we record on Monday, and the show's aired on Wednesday. But today we're recording on Thursday, uh, and um, the show will be aired still on Wednesday. But uh, I knew that St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And uh, I just thought, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this thing out. It's I'm doing. It's just as much a social experiment for me as. Well, okay, here, this is your opportunity <laughs> to say something insulting, Christine. Well, yes. I mean, I don't even know where to start. First of all, St. Patrick's Day. If you need help on St. Patrick's Day to get laid, that is horrible. What? Well, why is that horrible? People, because people drink a lot on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, but you know what? But it's the, but women go out in, in, in groups and in packs. And, this is not and some it, weird bit you're launching into. Yeah, but you can cut somebody from the herd and get it done. How do I do that? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I should start my own meat market. I don't know how to do these things. Oh, cut her from the herd, the Christine Von Hagen yeah, story. Don't, don't bring up Nancy Grace. Just <laughs> If there are any Nancy Graces that are going to be at this meat market adventure at this uh, uh, thing, please uh, come and check it out. Look for with, the guy with, with the me. weird beard. Yeah. And I said this to Christina yesterday because I do have this uh, mustache disaster on, on my face if I should uh, get rid of it. And she uh, said, uh, well, you know, whatever. I said whatever you're comfortable with, Dave, because I like it when people accept me for whatever's going on hygienically and hair-wise on my body. That's, that's... <laughs> that is the creepiest thing. <laughs> but she brags. She brags about her non-hygienic ways to the point where you think that her pussy's going to smell worse than the trunk of Casey Anthony's car. <laughs> that's only the 16th time Dave's told that joke. <laughs> it, it works every time. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but I don't... I, I've never so, been remarkably good at being single, so when I go to this, because usually... I don't know. Usually people have seen me on stage, and I, you know, will just, you know, I'll ask the waitresses at the club, <laughs> so did you see the show tonight? So did you see the show tonight? Then, then I just be creepy in that way. But okay, well, what, what have you collected from? Uh, they have a, a list of rules yeah, going to this singles thing. Q and A. Uh, how do I know what to wear to an event? Obviously, tank top and belly shirt. And belly shirt. Oh my god. 
Uh, carpooling. Come on, no carpooling. How will I find the group when I arrive? <laughs> Just look for other creepy guys who look like you. <laughs> Stand around with them. And then one weird woman. Oh, it's going to be creepy. I don't know why you're pretending this is a social experiment. Well, it's a social experiment for me. And and maybe something will happen. I don't maybe know. Maybe Christina and I should come stalk you and see what's we really should. going we on. We should. We should crash this uh, meat market adventures. Well, but it goes to like from six to ten. I'm just I'm I'm curious how much fun can you have in four hours? Oh my god! I mean, they're not going to kick us out. But yeah, six to ten is not exactly prime pickup time either. Like right after dinner? No, that's not a good time. <laughs> oh no! What if I get lost on my way to an event? <laughs> <laughs> Then it wasn't meant to be. What if you get lost at the event? That's what. I, what if you wake up and you realize that you're. That's how you got to the event. But I should. I, should I lose my my beardage before I go? Am, am I gonna? The beard is fine. But, but you were honest. It's not with... even really a beard. It's a faux beard because there's nothing on your chin. I know. Like well... it goes up like a horseshoe, like up along your stash and back down again, and then up your sideburns. But there's nothing. It's gonna on go the up chin. your sideburns if you don't want to. <laughs> um, Dave was complaining like, "Oh, I want to get rid of this so badly. Like it was some incredible feat." It hurts, but uh, no, it doesn't hurt. I just think it's. It, You're it's, working it does work a lot. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I know. Like, it's. Oh, I'm a bass player. Yeah. Ooh, I've earned this beard. <laughs> I'm doing look at, something weird. You this guys. this makes me an individual. I don't have a real job. Look at my beard. Listen to my crazy ringtone. Yeah. Yeah. That's another reason. What? That's another way I realize that I'm old. If you, you know that you're old, if you buy a cell phone and if it still has the same ringtone as it did when it came out of the box. Oh wait! The first you first get your first ringtone, you're like, Bling. oh, that sounds good. <laughs> and then if you just leave it like that. Or yesterday when you were coming to pick me up for Whippy, I was like, oh, okay, I'm at Lucid. It's like this new bar. It's right beside Tattoo. And then when Dave came to pick me up, he was like, what you need to do is tell me what the bar was called ten years ago, and then I'll be able to find you. I know exactly because ten years ago it was called the Left Bank. The tattoo place, and uh, and then that's why I, I I roughly knew now it was under a, a new management, and it wasn't called the Left Bank anymore, and on Queen Street, and that's how I knew how to find you. Like oh, this is like, here I am. Yeah, come pick me up at seven thirty. I'm at the old Chi-Chi's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The old uh, Mexican restaurant Chi-Chi's. Uh, well, at what point do you tell someone if if some if you meet someone and they and they've just done something horrible with their hair, uh, and they met a met a bad hair choice or a mad bad clothing decision at what point do you actually tell them uh listen what you're wearing is a bad idea i tell them right away and people get mad and defensive and then we'll just be changed the next time i see them but see christina i believe that you're the someone who would say hey if you feel like you look good in that that's me for sure whatever you're comfortable in you just keep rocking that i don't care well Um, you don't care but i think that's awful because it's sort of like we wear clothing and we you know we put our face and hair in certain ways to look good for other people so why should we who gives a shit if we think that we look good we should look good for others right well i'm somewhere in between but i like if you go does this look ridiculous i'll say yes right but then if you like it then do what you're gonna do so does dave look ridiculous it's a bit ridiculous <laughs> okay all right if he's going to the meat market adventures <laughs> which is not really an adventure it's one bar between six and ten <laughs> so it should well, be more I, like meat market happy hour i think if it's an adventure if you leave your uh, drink unattended that's how that turns out <laughs> i hope that woman's there i hope so too yeah. go to meatmarket.com and then you'll see what we uh, mean it's about uh i hope i hope there are better looking people than than those but she looks okay isn't it? And that dude, if it's a slow day, he looks Oh, yeah, all right so there's too. like five girls and one guy. <laughs> and, and the guy looks like Lance Bass. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> so... I'm sold. <laughs>
We I should just that. go and do like a live from the meat market adventure. We should it. Like, is there like swing ropes and stuff? Like, what makes it an adventure? I, like I said, if you if your drink is unattended or you don't know who's going to be there, I don't, I think that's how it works out. Huh? I hope you get drugged, which I mean in the nicest way possible. Okay. You hope I get drugged? And you mean that? Okay. It would just be interesting. Well, that hasn't happened to me. Well, actually, that might have happened to me in England. When that's a part of right. me getting, yeah, yeah. getting getting mugged. I won't go into details about that. But I was left at a strip club. And uh, and you know what? If if you were at a strip club uh, and, uh, and a friend of yours says, no, it's okay, I can find my own way home. And if he has no concept of where he is in a very large city like uh, London, England, then just tell him to go fuck himself and, and take him home. Really, I did not know where I was in London, and I, I got mugged on my way home. But that's a, that's another story. But um, yeah, what um, I'm I'm trying to think where else we can go before we have to wrap up the show. Uh, Christina, are you uh, anywhere exciting this weekend? Ah, uh, yes, I will be part of Canadian Music Week. Is doing comedy this year, and so they're doing the cool chicks of comedy at the downtown Yuck Yucks. And Nikki Glazer from New York will be headlining, and myself, Rebecca Kohler, and Julia Lakowicz are on the show. So it should be really fun. Oh, that'll be awesome. Well, I toured uh, with uh, Julia for uh, the Cold Dark January this past year, and uh, Rebecca Kohler, who is uh, another co-host on the show, and yourself. That'll be a lot of fun. I don't know Nikki Glazer. She's cool. She's funny and she's cool. It's gonna. I haven't seen her in years, so it's gonna be really fun to see her. Now, before uh, I ask if she's now, is she single? And I don't stand a chance. Get it? Christine was about to say that. I don't stand I a don't chance. I don't know whether or not she's single. Um, but what you do know is... Is you need to shave that stash. Okay, all right. <laughs> It'll done. See, now she's breaking out some honesty. I'm just kidding. I'm too... No, I'm just kidding. It looks lovely. It does not. Maybe you could just, like, shave the connectors. <laughs> just... Sorry, I don't know. That's okay. You're, you're going to need to tweet a picture of your... Yeah. Well, there, yeah, go to the website. There's there's bullshit there. Uh, and Christine, you know, Christine, where can uh, people find you? Uh, in my apartment painting. No, that's over. Uh, actually, for St. Patrick's Day, I will be at Yak Yaks. Okay, that is your, well, actually that that's 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 already passed. Oh uh, well, then don't worry about that. Okay, uh, I bet it was awesome. Actually, I will be appearing in. Uh, uh, by the time that you hear this, I will be appearing at the London Yak Yaks Club. So if you are in the Greater London area, uh, come by the uh, London uh, Yak Yaks, and uh, I will see you and I will say hi. And uh, and or are, do you have any gigs that you want to? And then uh, plug? I think I've been Mississauga at some point. All right. Well, enjoy Mississauga. And uh, Christina, where uh, where else are you, will you be appearing? I already told you where I'm appearing. All right. Well, <laughs> I wasn't listening. I can't be at two places He's at one. You know, Nancy Grace. I am thinking about <laughs> Nancy Grace and her and her dark brown nipples. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> popping out for a, a greater view. Is that of the rest a weird nipple color? Uh, I uh, well, they were dark. I I don't know. I don't know. Should if they that's... be that color? I, everyone's different, Christine. Everyone has the, everyone has their own nipples. She's just as God made her, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, God don't make no mistakes. Uh, I want to thank uh, everyone for uh, coming in this week. Uh, I want to thank uh, Christina Walkinshaw, Christine Von Hagen. On Twitter, where can we all find you? Um, I'm at Walkinsauce. At Walkinsauce. And Christine? I'm at K Von Hagen. And you can find me at Dave Martin World on Twitter, and that is also the name of my website. And you can find Darren Frost at Comedy Whore. You can find us uh, at Anything Goes Ha on Twitter. Uh, we are now sending uh, direct links to all our uh, past podcasted episodes, and so you'll be able to check those out. And uh, next week, I'm not sure who our guests are, but it's going to be funny, it's going to be fabulous, and it's uh, going to be Darren Frost will be back here, and I believe Rebecca Kohler will be in studio. Uh, 
uh, along with myself. And I want to thank all of you for uh, tuning in this week uh, and uh, listening to uh, the uh, Gilbert Godfrey interview. And I want to thank uh, Paul Paducci and Victoria uh, for bo- producing the show and uh, making us sound so fantastic every single week here. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'm smiling way.